All right. Again, there are uh, many, many different meditation techniques. I mean, if you were to count all of them, you'd have thousands. So each tradition and each teacher may have their own um, unique approach uh, for the path. And even within the same tradition, you could have uh, multiple teachers or subgroups practicing the same technique a little differently or using the same source text, but the interpretations could be a little different. Today, we have just a plethora, like the spiritual buffet is open. There are so many options. You can learn everything that you wanna learn now, especially post pandemic with Zoom. You can really even get pretty uh, teachings that were much harder to find 10 years ago. You can just turn on your phone and tune into a class now. So we live in a very, uh, very fortuitous time when it comes to Dharma uh, 100, 100 years ago or 500 years ago, you may, had have, you may have had to walk across the country to find a really good teacher. Um, but now good teachers are just a, a phone call away or within a 15 hour flight <laughs> at the most. Uh, so because of the orientation of the various schools and the differences of opinion and approaches to, to meditation, it's important to, to understand um, the goal in the context of a given practice. So different meditations have different outcomes. You'll often hear that all the practices and paths, you know, they lead to the same place. Um, I've been a practitioner for, for 12 years. I, I will say that that is not true. <laughs> Uh, you will get a different result if you do Christian contemplation in a cell in complete darkness for 10 days than you will if you go and you do 10 days of silent Vipassana meditation. I mean, maybe ultimately it leads to the same place, but that path along the mountain can look very different depending on which path you're going um, up the mountain. So in the context of Buddhist meditation, um, the goal with this particular practice, this meditation is called Dhamma Kaya meditation. Dhamma means truth. Kaya means body. So the body of enlightenment, the truth body. Different schools in Buddhism, even within the same tradition, Theravada, they interpret uh, the Buddha's words differently. So some teachers may say that the Buddha was very clear that nirvana is a, a non-experience. It's not even a state. It's just the end of the defilements, greed, hatred, anger, delusion, lust, ignorance. And you'll have many suttas that, that suggest that. And then you'll have suttas that suggest that nirvana is a thing, uh, whether it's an element or a reality or neither of those, this is all up for contention among uh, practitioners and among traditions. So in our tradition, uh, Dhammakai tradition out of Thailand, the founder of this technique, he was a monk 
in the early 20th century. And he had practiced the various mindfulness and concentration practices that were available in Thailand and in Myanmar at that time. And around his 15th year of ordination of being a monk, he found that um, having practiced in accordance with the commentaries and with the suttas and under various teachers that he still wasn't able to eradicate greed, hatred, anger, lust, or delusion. And his name was Longpu Sod Chan Dasaro, or Longpu Wapaknam. Longpu means grandfather monk, and Wapaknam or Sod Chan Dasaro was his was his monk name. I decided to take the death vow, which in Buddhism is the vow that you'll either attain enlightenment in seated meditation or just sit there until you die. So he made that vow and sat in meditation posture. And when his mind became very still and very clear, he had to overcome a, a egregious amount of pain. But after that finally passed, uh, his mind became very still, very stable, very clear. And a brightness arose uh, inside his body. And the way that mindfulness of breathing was practiced at the time was for the practitioner to follow the breath out of the body like this and then back into the body. So you're following a pathway. But he found that when the mind stayed inside the body, the brightness increased and began increasing, increasing, increasing. It was the brightness was actually being dispersed when he made the mind move the way that it had been taught to him. So he just let his mind stay uh, internal. And a brilliant in Buddhism is called nimitta, which means sign. So it's a reflection of the mind. This beautiful uh, crystal sphere appeared inside of his body. And it led to successive subtle bodies and ultimately um, what he called the enlightenment bodies. So if you've ever heard uh, Mahayana Buddhists use this term a lot, Buddha nature, or, the, or they'll say that in every person there's a Buddha. Thich Nhat Hanh said that uh, throughout his life, our, our nature is Buddha nature. We're all Buddha, we're all Buddha nature, whether we're male or female, whatever country we're from or whatever skin color we have, ultimately, there's Buddha nature within us. Uh, in Dhammakaya, that Buddha nature is interpreted literally, like there's actually a enlightened being within every person, within every sentient being, and that that um, enlightened body is accessible through this particular technique, through this particular pathway that Longbu uh, taught, and that later was passed down to um, a nun named Kunyaya John, who founded the, the Dhammakaya Temple in, in Thailand and really built a very, very large organization. So there's three principal ways to practice this method. One is to observe the breath. So noticing the expansion of the abdomen, contraction of the abdomen, or just noticing the arising and passing of, of the breath. This is the principal technique that Buddha taught in the Pali Canon and in the suttas, mindfulness of breathing. It's called anapanasati. So anapana is breathing. 
Apana is breathing. An as a prefix always is always a negation. And then sati is mindfulness. So it's actually referring to the breathing, but also the cessation of breathing. When the mind becomes very still uh, in meditation or at the center of the body, the breathing begins to slow down and it eventually ceases uh, for long periods of time. Those in-breaths, those gaps between the inhale and the inhale, they can get quite long. And when that happens, uh, the mind is very still. So this is the function of uh, the breathing or observing the breath. The second principal method of the technique is to use visualization. So that means to use a visual object like a sun, a moon, a bubble, a crystal sphere, anything that's bright. When I did my first 90-day uh, retreat, there was a guy on the retreat who he was being instructed to use a crystal sphere and it just wasn't, he didn't like it. And he's from the Solomon Islands, so he just uh, visualized a coconut for like two months inside of his stomach. And then one day he said that the coconut just exploded with light. It just became this brilliant crystal sphere. And he meditated on that for like the final 30 days of his retreat. And at the time, Damakaya had a satellite channel and, you know, they posted a story and everything of his meditation success. So, but he used the coconut and the coconut worked. So it doesn't have to be the standard objects. It could be whichever object is most familiar to you. I don't know. Maybe you love golf. If you love golf, you can imagine a golf ball or a baseball, uh, whatever it is. But standard are sun, moon, star, crystal sphere, or a bubble. What's the function of visualization? So we have a lot of, we have thoughts that are of uh, primarily two natures. We have auditory phenomena, so internal dialogue, and then we have mental images. So mental images and inner talk that's happening all day. It's even happening in dreams. So when you use a visual object that slows, that takes care of the, the flow of the visual thoughts. And when you use a mantra that takes care of uh, the internal dialogue and the internal talk. So, with the visualization, you would gently, as gentle as possible, like as gentle as a feather resting on the surface of a still pond, you would place your mind on the center of the, or you place your mind on the meditation object. The third principle method is the mantra. So in this technique, you can use a mantra. Mantra is used to, to take care um, the calm, the internal dialogue, and the internal talk. Here it's Sama Arahang. So S A M M A A R A H A N G. Sama means right, Arahang means enlightenment or enlightened one. So right path to enlightenment, right path to our enlightened nature. You can use any one of these or combination of them. The main emphasis is that you place 
that visual image or you have the sense that your attention is inside your abdomen. So there's a, you can consider it a point in the body that's, we call it the home of the mind. It's called the center of the body. So if you have, so two finger widths above the belly button, above the navel at that level, if you have a string going from the surface of the stomach to the spine and another string going from the left side to the right side, where these two strings intersect is the general area location of the center of the body. Why is this a, an important location? When the mind becomes very still, there can be a sense of our awareness sinking inward to that area. And a very powerful brightness and happiness that's like, your mind couldn't possibly produce it actually begins to arise from that location. It's different than if you placed your attention on your left shoulder or on your right shoulder or on your right hand, the effect won't be the same. When we place our mind there, the mind really becomes soft. It becomes nimble and the sense doors and all of our distractions gradually begin to recede and vanish. And this very powerful experience of inner peace and fulfillment begins to arise and wasn't something that I gave to you or that anyone else gave to you is already there right in your body and mind. So this is really the promise actually of this technique that if you still your mind and you keep your attention inside your stomach, uh, that at some point that brightness and that uh, attention matures and the experience can be very powerful. So the Buddha said that Sukha Sankasa Samaki, which means unification brings happiness, unification brings bliss. So when the mind becomes unified, when it's finally not going in a hundred directions all the time, it gives rise to power. And with that power, we can change many things about ourselves, about our lives, and at an even more uh, I guess we could say refined level. There are understandings that can arise that are not ordinarily accessible to us in our baseline distracted state of consciousness. So meditation in this context is unification of mind. Usually it's everywhere. During this time, you become very relaxed. You let go of the past, of the future. You let go of wanting. You empty your heart of all those desires that are always there. You just drop it all for 30 minutes or 15 minutes, and you see what happens. Uh, nothing. I don't like to take things on faith. I like to experiment. So. In this, in this session for you today, just follow the guidance and whatever happens will happen. Take it like, like an experiment. No idea what the next 30 minutes are going to be like or the next 45 minutes are going to be like. So that's the, that's the essence of it. Our time in the actual 
center of the body or within the body will be less than it usually is because I want you to experience full body relaxation first. And for those of us that have been practicing a lot um, or have been doing this every week, it's always nice to have a session where we revisit the basics or just really revisit relaxation and see how that affects going into the center or how that, how that affects visualization after the fact. And you can use that um, how you wish to adapt or adjust your, your current daily practice. So for me, I probably should do more of the full body relaxation. Um, I noticed that if I do take the time to actually do it, it almost guarantees that the meditation will be um, very stable and, and very still. But it's a matter of, you know, maybe we're too eager. We just want to go for it. So, but relaxation is always good. And I want you to remember these two words. Do nothing. Seems simple. But it's like, when you first hear that, you're like, do nothing. Like, what, is, what does that even, what does that even mean? So you can imagine that your mind is like a jar with sand and sediment in it. You shake that jar up and that's usually how the mind is that's the current state of the mind it's just a disturbed shaken jar of dirt and water meditation is setting the jar down and just leaving it alone <laughs> so you've been meditating for six months you for the first time in however old however many years you've been alive you slammed the brakes on the train still takes a few miles for the train to come to a complete stop. So patience and uh, patience is important. Some of us get results quickly. Some of us don't. So today you can just relax. Just remember, oh, I don't need to do anything. I'm just noticing. That's it. That's all you're doing. You're just noticing. Uh, balancing that noticing with relaxation if the noticing is too intense you might get tense in your head and if you get too relaxed you'll fall asleep so you want to be relaxed yet still alert and that's really the the best place to be for for meditation uh, meditation is not sleep i don't care what anyone says <laughs> it's just not <laughs> alert Relaxed. Okay. So we can begin now. Um, you can all get into a comfortable position, either in a chair or seated on the floor. So a couple of things really help with um, with the meditation. One is to, and your eyes can be closed now, so just close your eyes. One is to keep the body as still as possible. So that means try not moving it at all and see what happens. 
if for some reason that makes you tense, you don't need to do it, but it's a good experiment. See what happens if you completely do not move a muscle besides blinking or breathing and see what happens. And the other is to smile from the beginning of the meditation until the end. So yes, slightly smile right now. Just smile a little bit. Doesn't need to be a big grin, but just a slight smile. And every time your mind wanders off the meditation object, before you return to the object or before you return to the image or whatever it is that you're noticing, make sure that you're still smiling. If you're not still smiling, smile a little bit and then repeat. Notice again. So the moment you've recognized that your mind has wandered, you've already regained mindfulness. So you're like winning without even trying. All right, so the, for the first minute, let's just pause in silence and rest here, not doing anything in particular yet. And let's begin with relaxing all the muscles and the forehead.
relax all the tiny muscles around the eyes, the temples, relax the eyes themselves. Feel yourself, your body and mind settling here in the present moment. Smile slightly. Relax the jaw. and face. Relax your tongue and feel the whole body calming. Noticing your left ear, your right ear, the top, the crown of your head, and the back of the head. and feeling your head from the inside. From the brain. Having the sensation feeling from inside the head. Tell your brain, relax, relax. Let this feeling of relaxation flow downward from the brain into the neck. The throat, the back of the neck.
and letting the relaxation, the heaviness flow down into the heart, the lungs and chest, the upper back and shoulder blades. pleasant relaxation, flowing into the shoulders, and upper arms, all the way down to the elbows. Make sure you're still smiling. Relaxation flowing down from the elbows into the forearms. Feeling your forearms, wrists. Feeling your hands. Relax all the muscles in your stomach. Feel the whole belly open up. Stomach expanding on its own. The in-breath. Stomach deflating on the out-breath. Notice the body breathing. does it all on its own without any intention on your part. Feel the whole stomach relaxing. Relaxation flowing down from the chest into the stomach. Each passing breath. Relaxation deepens and it's natural wakefulness. Comes more clear.
Let the relaxation flow down through the hips. Down to the groin area and the sit bones, base of the spine. Feel your mid and lower back relaxing as well. Each passing breath, tune the body into perfect peace and tranquility. Feel the relaxation entering the thighs, meeting the knees. Calm. Relaxing the calves, the ankles and the feet, all the way down to the toes. Now feeling the entirety of the body as a single unit. Have mindfulness of the whole body. Noticing the whole body breathing. And now for the relaxation of mind. Let's release any sense of doing. Any sense of directing. 
just drop everything and let go. Resting in natural clarity. Whether you have no thoughts or many thoughts, the point here is to just let the mind be as it is. Just let the heart be as it is. Leave the body alone. Resting yet aware, unfabricated mind. You do nothing. Do nothing for a few moments in silence.
continuing in this tranquility and peace. with as much gentleness as possible. Can imagine a feather resting on the surface of still body of water. So soft, so gentle, So still. See and, and feel brightness. The sun, the moon, a crystal sphere or a star emerging, arising in the center of your body. Just sense or feel it floating there in your stomach and your abdomen. And just let it be there. Resting, glowing beautifully and continuously. Let your mind feel this. Bright object. Feeling it with softness and gentleness. And just notice this object within in the present moment with a smile for as long as you can. When the mind wanders to images or thoughts of something else, just re-smile and return. To clarity, to awareness, to peace.
you may have to return again and again. Gradually, your mind will rest in clarity. Resting with mindfulness for longer and longer periods of time. Until eventually the mind ceases to move at all. If you wish, you can hear the mantra. As if you were listening to a song arising from the center of the body. Sama Adrahang Sama Adrahang again and again until you don't want to say the mantra anymore. Just rest in this peacefulness. If you find that visualization or mantra makes your mind uncomfortable, then just return to a full body relaxation. Let's go back to zero, doing nothing. For the long time practitioners, can experiment with establishing it in the mind's eye softly, and then releasing all intention, all effort, just allowing it to be there. If it vanishes, just wait. And out of your clarity, the sphere will appear again.
Continue in this way, resting, smiling, until our loving kindness at the end of the meditation.
We'll now begin the sharing and radiating of loving kindness. Loving kindness is the joy of wishing well for others or for ourselves. We begin with this body, this mind as the first object of loving kindness. Feel the image from the center of the body expanding to envelop the entirety of the physical body and mind. Feel as if the whole body was one radiant beaming smile. Smile with every cell of the body. Acknowledge the goodness within your own heart, the love you have for others, the service and the help you've given. Sense that love within, that wholesomeness, and have the following intentions. May I be safe. May I be happy. May I be healthy. May I be free from suffering. May I awaken. Feel your whole body and mind enveloped in loving kindness. Say internally any of the phrases or combination of phrases. That you feel most inclined to. May I be safe, feel loving kindness and safety. May I be happy. feel happiness. May I be healthy.
feeling health, feeling vitality. May I be free. Feel release from suffering. May I awaken. Feel this beautiful loving kindness for yourself. Begin to radiate it outwards. And the space before you, you can see all those people who are near and dear to you living or passed on. Your parents, spouses, children, brothers, sisters, friends, your mentors, spiritual teachers, your pets, all those people that have loved you into being. Embrace them with this loving kindness, Envelop them with this light. See them smiling, radiant, happy, joyful. See a brightness arising from the centers of their bodies. Sphere of light or an image of the Buddha. Dhammakaya. Say to them, may you all be safe. May you all be happy. May you be healthy. May you be free from suffering. free from danger. May you all awaken. And may you all receive the merit from this practice. Feel them enveloped in light, enveloped in love and kindness. And see this light rippling, radiating in every direction. Reaching, covering the entirety of the city you live in. Rippling and radiating further, 
to embrace the entirety of the state, the entirety of your country, and the entirety of the world. The whole world embraced, enveloped, filled with loving kindness. May all beings in this world be safe. May they be happy. May they be healthy. May they be free. May all beings in the world awaken and may they all receive the merit of this practice. See the light of this loving kindness extending infinitely above into space, reaching all and any higher realms and the beings that reside there. Light and loving kindness radiating below in every direction, reaching the minds and hearts of any beings in suffering, places of misfortune. Radiating throughout in every direction, boundlessly and infinitely. Reaching all the masters and enlightened ones. Of the path and the teachings. Reaching all beings in all places. In all of time. May all beings be safe. May all beings be happy. May all beings be healthy. May they be free. May all beings awaken. May they all be liberated.
by the power of the triple gem, the Buddha, the Dhamma, the Sangha. All the masters and guides and guardians. May all the beings here be blessed with happiness, with health. May all your wishes be fulfilled and may all your obstacles be overcome. May you continue on the path and in the accumulation of merits, beneficial deeds and wisdom. May you all awaken to perfect and complete enlightenment in this very lifetime. May you realize the body of enlightenment within. May you continue to serve others and awaken sentient beings. May you continue until your realization of nirvana. Sa to. Uh.